0: Thank you, Pastor Francis. Uh, We'll say hello to everyone again, and again, Happy Father's Day. Um, Again, to all the dads out there, so say Happy Father's Day, and I hope uh, everyone is doing well, and I hope that uh, you you get to celebrate uh, Father's Day with your loved ones. Uh, Let me say a quick prayer for us before we go into today's passage. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, and we worship you, for you are so good. Father, we are reminded every day of just uh, how weak many of us are as earthly fathers, uh, how imperfect we are, and yet we are so blessed knowing that we have the perfect, loving Heavenly Father watching over us, loving us. And we pray today as we delve into your Word that you would just show us more of yourself, that you would convict us, that you would move in us, you would bless us, and we would just respond with worship, with praise unto you. We thank you, and in Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so today, um, obviously is Father's Day, and when I realized I was preaching today, uh, I thought to myself, you know, it would be appropriate to have a a, a message relevant to Father's Day, and and instead of going with a message that focused on earthly fathers, I thought it would be uh, hopefully a blessing and hopefully fruitful, to think about our Heavenly Father. And this passage in Luke chapter 11 uh, obviously is, is, is pretty famous um, because along with, um, I mean, it's, it's got the Lord's Prayer in it. And obviously, uh, I think most of us, if not all of us, probably know what the Lord's Prayer is. It is Jesus teaching his disciples how to pray. Uh, in the beginning of the passage, the disciples ask him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. You know, they see Jesus praying and they, they want to learn. And so he, he tells them, you know, uh, uh, just a, an outline, right? A method of uh, how to pray. That doesn't mean we have to pray like this every single time we pray, but he's teaching us um, in a way to pray. And today I'm not really, I don't really want to focus on the Lord's prayer itself. Today I want to really focus on praying to our Heavenly Father. I mean, the prayer itself starts by saying, Father, Father, hallowed be your name, right? It's addressed to the Father. And just fundamentally, Christian prayer, Jesus is teaching us is we're praying to our Heavenly Father. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't pray to Jesus or address the Holy Spirit. However, just on a fundamental level, um, when we pray, we generally pray to our Heavenly Father. And I think that, that's important because that reminds us that we are God's children. We are adopted. And we have a Heavenly Father who loves us so much. And some of us might have had good fathers and some of us might have had not so good fathers. But it doesn't matter who our earthly father revealed that our Heavenly Father is perfect He is all-loving. He is all-powerful. And we can pray with confidence when we pray, knowing that the one we are praying to is our all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving Heavenly Father who is always working for our good. And so I want to think a little bit today about that, you know, how we as Christians, as the children of God, how we can confidently, boldly go before our Heavenly Father and say, Father, right? Father God, our Heavenly Father. Our Father who art in heaven, we can confidently go before Him calling Him Father knowing that He hears and He answers our prayers. And so the first thing I really wanted to look at today is that we are called to be bold, we are called to be persistent in our prayers. Bold, persistent, even shameless in our prayers. If you look at verse 5, I want to he, he talks about a friend who goes to another friend at midnight. Now, I want to emphasize something here. When we think midnight, we think 12 a.m., and we think, you know, it's not that late, maybe. Maybe some of us go to bed early, like 9 or 10. Maybe some of us here go to bed 11, 12, 1 a.m., or even later. And midnight, I don't think it has the same significance as it did in Jesus' day. Back then, midnight meant middle of the night, meaning everybody was sound asleep. So you know, you might hear at midnight. Oh yeah, I don't even sleep until midnight. But for them, everybody is sound asleep. So to go to someone's house at midnight to bother them, to ask of something from them, it's rude. I think even in today's society, but back then it was so so rude. And he he goes to him and he asks. Friend, lend me three loaves, or so a friend of mine has arrived on a journey and have nothing to say beforehand. Now, I want to explain this too. In this culture, hospitality was very, very important. I think even in our culture, hospitality is important. And obviously, when someone comes over to our house, what do we want to do? We want to clean up our house. We want to make everything look nice. Maybe we bring out food that's better than what we're used to eating. I remember when I used to be a youth pastor back in the day, sometimes I would go to some of my students' houses for some event and my students would tell me, Pastor James, we're so thankful that you're here because you know, we're eating so much better than we usually do because right, we have a guest over, right? And the hospitality is important, but in their culture, if a friend of yours came on a journey to your house, it was so important for you to take good care of your guests and to bring out good food. And so, this, this, this person, they're probably stressed out, a friend, a friend of theirs has come to their house on a journey. And so they know they have to set something nice before, them, but they don't have much. They don't even have bread. And bread in their culture was so important. You eat the bread, you use it almost as a fork. I mean, bread was an essential item that you needed. And so he goes to another friend's house, probably banging on his door at midnight and saying, please help me, please lend me three loaves. So it's something that's rude, something that is not societally, you know, it's not, it's not a pleasant thing to do, and yet he's doing it out of desperation because he really feels this is something that I need to do. Now, in the story, Jesus says, that the friend inside the house says, do not bother me, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. Now, again, understand, a house back in those days, probably you're looking at a small house with one room, everybody sleeping together, right? Everybody's in bed together. So it's a small place. Everybody's in one room, most likely. They're in the same bed. And so obviously if you get up and you, you know, find things and you get bread, you're gonna wake everybody up. So it's just, this is just not a pleasant thing. It's kind of a rude thing to ask for. And yet, Jesus says, because he is his, he will, he'll is he he'll do what he says, not because he is his friend, because of his he's the word impudence here, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. Now, I want to be careful here in the story. Um, Jesus is talking here about the attitude that we should have in going to our Father in heaven when we pray. He is not giving us an example of how our father thinks of us. So what I mean by that is this parable is not meant for us to think about maybe God is bothered by me. He doesn't want to give me things. No, no, no. That's, that is not at all what he's saying. Cause obviously we know our heavenly father desires to bless us that we could go to him with anything. And he is always there for us. But really what the focus here is, is Jesus is saying, if even this friend would give the bread because, because of your persistence and impudence, really, how much more would your Heavenly Father do for you? And so, in talking about our attitude, I have to be desperate. See, this friend was desperate. He said, I need the bread. You're the only one that can help me. And there, I think there is a certain desperation we need to have when we go to our Heavenly Father, you know, it shouldn't be like this, where maybe on Father's Day, you know, maybe if those of you who are fathers, maybe your children, maybe your wife might ask, oh, what would you like for Father's Day? And maybe you can't think of anything. And so you go, ah, you know, give me whatever. I don't care. Just don't get me, I don't know, some, get me, don't get me a tie that I don't want, right? Don't get me a shirt that I don't want. But like, you just, you're just kind of relaxed about it. And that's not the attitude that we're supposed to have when we go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. We know that he is the only one who can meet our needs. He is the only one who truly can answer our prayers. we are desperate. There has to be a certain level of knowing how I go to him, clinging on to him, how, uh, how needy I am. But we say it, give us this day our daily bread, not our weekly, not our monthly, because we know we need his provisions day after day after day. Right? There, there's there's a desperation there but there's a boldness, there's a persistence. If you look at verse eight, he uses the word impudence and, and, you know, and just studying this passage, that's a hard word to translate. Some people say persistence, some people say impudence, uh, shamelessness, and there's a sense here of boldness, maybe even a little bit of rudeness. There's a sense of something outside of societal norms, but really the way I look at this, this word, it seems to mean shameless persistence, persistently asking for something. And that is our attitude. We go before our Heavenly Father, desperate, knowing we need Him for our daily bread. We need Him to answer our prayers. We need Him to provide for us, to help us, to bless us, right? But as we go to Him, We don't just ask once and then just kind of chill. We don't just casually. No, we persistently, shamelessly, boldly go to Him day after day in prayer. And we do that. We ask for big things. We ask for little things. We bring our hearts before Him. We pour out our hearts. We say, Lord, I need you. We need you. So we say, Lord, forgive me, knowing that I will be forgiven. We say, Lord, here are my burdens. Lord, here are and we, and, we, and we bring it before him. We praise him. We glorify him. We say, your kingdom come. We say, your will be. That is the context right, of this passage, the Lord's Prayer. We say, Lord, hallowed be your name. We say, your kingdom come. We say, your will be done. We want your will to be done, Lord. We need our daily bread. We, don't, we need you to help us overcome our temptations, Lord. And we just go to him again and again, persistently, boldly. But here's the thing. I can go. To him, shamelessly in prayer. Why? Because he is my heavenly father. I think that's something that we need to understand. See, things that are rude to ask of a person are not rude when a child, especially a young child, is talking to his or her heavenly father. Right? If if someone, you know, if someone, if I go to Let's say, Pastor Francis, and I ask him for money, without giving him, you know, without any real reason. It, it's, it might be a little rude. Like, why would I do that? But if my little daughter comes up to me and say, "Daddy, I need money for whatever the thing may be," now I might say no, depending on what it is she needs. But it's not rude. That's what a little kid does, right? When my child wakes up at two in the morning, crying, saying, "Daddy, Daddy." right, I'm thirsty, or daddy, daddy, you know, I want to be held, or whatever it is, I'll run, I'll run into the room, right, I'll say, how can I help you? Even if I'm sleeping, I'll wake up, why? Because that's my, that's my child. There's nothing that a young child cannot ask his or her father or mother, right, you just, there's nothing they can't ask of their parents, why? Because there's a trust there. I can go to you shamelessly, boldly, persistently. I can nag you. I can beg you. Why? Because you're my dad. You're my mom. There's this relationship. And I think for us, when we pray, we don't pray to God as if he's my boss or, you know, as if he's a taskmaster. We don't pray to God as if he's some impersonal force. And no, we pray knowing I am praying to my heavenly father who loves me we have a relationship there's nothing that I can't ask if I can go boldly persistently shamelessly asking anything and everything because why I'm I'm a child I am adopted he is my heavenly father now how can I do that how can I say father to God almighty and obviously, we know it's because God the Father, right God so loved the world that He sent His one and only Son into this world. Jesus Christ came into this world, He lived a perfect life. He went to the cross for sinners like you and me. He died the death that we deserved. He was forsaken on the cross. On the cross, he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He went through hell itself. He took the penalty for our sins and he died upon the cross. He went through hell itself, And we just confess it, in, you know, in, by confessing the Apostles' Creed. But he descended to the dead. He rose again. He ascended into heaven. And because of Christ's death and resurrection, because of his work, his life and his work, we who are sinners, are forgiven, are saved, we're justified, we're sanctified, but we are also adopted. and We are children of God. We are joint heirs with Christ. And now we can say, Father, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We can say, your kingdom come and your will be done. We can ask for our daily bread. We can ask... Forgive us us, we have forgiven others. We can just go boldly before him and pray again because he is our father. And that is such a beautiful thing. And so I want to encourage us first that we should always pray knowing confidently that our father hears our prayers, that we should go desperate knowing that we need him, and we should go with boldness. We should go with persistence. And that's a beautiful thing. I can pray day after day, I can pray for the same thing, day after day after day Whether I'm praying for my own personal spiritual growth Whether I'm praying for a marriage, whether I'm praying for someone's salvation And I'm praying, and I'm praying, and I'm praying, and I'm I'm going to my Father boldly, persistently And here's the other thing As you look at this passage, look at verse 9, it says and I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seeks, finds, and to the one who knocks, it will be open. And what is Jesus saying? He's kind of continuing on this level of persistence. He's saying, pray, 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 right? Ask, that's a way, of, he's, he's saying pray. But not don't just ask, seek, right? You kind of see a little more intensity. Actively seek, you'll find it. And not just seek, Knock! Well you don't just knock once, you knock consistently when you knock on the door and he's saying continue to ask and to seek and knock and the door will be open. and the way these verbs are, it's continuous action He's saying keep asking, he's saying, keep seeking, keep knocking and your heavenly Father will answer your prayers How awesome is that we know that our good, good Father whose love is so deep for us as we just sang about today he is going to hear our prayers we can persistently go to him and he will answer our prayers and the answer is always going to be a good answer look at verse 11 right? where we, we, we pray with faith that God is working for our good right? that's really my, next point right we're praying with faith we trust him that he is working for our good because if you look at verse <clears throat> excuse me verse 11 he says what father among you if his son asks for a fish Instead of a fish, give him a serpent. Now, think about that for a second. Can you imagine? Here's a child. He goes to his dad, Daddy, I want some fish. I'm hungry. And he goes, All right, here's a serpent. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous, right? It's a ridiculous story to share. But who in their right mind, what father in their right mind, right, would give something poisonous when the son just wants food? It makes no sense. He continues with that same line of thought. Or if you ask for an egg, here's a scorpion, right, Lord? I mean, it's just like, Daddy, I want some eggs. Here's a scorpion, right? Daddy, I want some fish. Here's a serpent, right? I want some nutrition. I want something that tastes good. Here's something poisonous that's going to harm you. And what is Jesus saying? He said, who's going to do that? What father among you? And you know what? Maybe there might be some fathers on earth who actually might do such a thing and that's a terrible thing, but we know that most fathers even bad fathers would not do that. Because a father generally wants what is best for his son and his daughter. Even if I'm selfish, even if I'm weak, even if I'm, I mean, obviously I'm sinful, no matter what flaws I have when it comes to my own child, I wanna do what's best for him, I wanna do what's best for her And Jesus says, if you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more would the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? He's saying, you're evil. And He's talking to His disciples here, and He's saying, you are evil. And that might sound harsh, but it's true. Right? We believe in a doctrine called total depravity. We are evil people. We are sinners. Without Christ, we have no hope. And you see, even you then, even though you are evil, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, think about how much more your Heavenly Father will bless you and love you. He's going to even give you the Holy Spirit. What better gift is there than that? As we receive forgiveness, as we are saved, and the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, that means... God is always living in us and with us. And that's a beautiful thing. And he's saying, how much more will our Heavenly Father bless his children if even our earthy fathers know how to do good things? And so when we pray, I pray knowing God is going to bless me and he is going to hear my prayers. He is going to answer my prayers. Now, that doesn't mean God is going to give me whatever I want or whatever I ask. Because God is so much wiser than we are. And so he will give us what we truly need. I think of Psalm 23, right? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And if you think about that, he's not saying, I'm going to give you whatever you want. He's saying you're going to lack nothing, whatever you need will be provided and if you think about it, what is our greatest need? We are sinners in need of salvation, we need a savior We are sinners who have no hope until our father, sent His one and only son, until Christ died for us We put our faith in Christ and we are now forgiven, we are saved, we are children of God. He took care of our greatest need and he continues to bless us. He is working for our good. If he would not spare his own son, what would he not do for us? But the thing is, a lot of times, the things that we think we need are not what we need. It could be our greed or we could just be wrong in our thinking. And God does filter that. I mean, I think of it as a young child, again, When we we have young children, they ask for things. And sometimes they ask for bad things. They ask for things they shouldn't want. So what do we say? We say, no, 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 not that. Not that, right? If if my child comes to me and says, Daddy, I don't want to eat dinner. I just want ice cream. That's all I want. I don't want to eat any other food, just ice cream. I don't say, okay, that's what you want. Ice cream is all you get 24-7. No, I say, no, no, no. You can get some ice cream later, but you have to eat this first this is nutritious and my daughter she's two and a half years old she's not gonna understand why this is good for you and this is not good for you why you need to eat this she just has to trust that I have what's best in mind for her right a kid wants to have fun and maybe he wants to have fun in a way that's dangerous so what do we say we say no 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 you can have fun but not in this way right maybe Maybe he wants to jump off, you know, a really high area because he thinks he's Superman. And He said, no, 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 you can't jump off this area. You could jump off maybe a lower area, right? And, 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 we, and we try to explain to them, but we try to protect them from themselves and we try to give what is good for them. We try to meet their needs, but we don't just say, whatever you want, you do whatever you want. No, we don't do that. We, as parents, we say to our young children, no, no. no. We want you to have fun. We want you to have good food. We want you to have friends, but we want you to do it in a way that is safe and that is good for you, not in any way that you think you want to do it in. And our Heavenly Father is so much wiser, so much greater than we are. And we may think this is the only way to go, but our Heavenly Father is saying, no, I'm going to hear your prayers. I'm going to answer your prayers, but I'm going to answer them in the way that is the best way possible for you. And we may not understand that. We may think, God, why aren't you doing it the way I want? Why am I not getting this promotion? Why didn't I get into this school? Why did these bad things happen? And we may not understand while we're on earth, actually. We may never understand. But we know that our good, good Father is working for our good. I love the way, I think John Calvin does a quote he says, "God does not answer our prayers as we pray them, but as we would pray them if we were wiser." I really like that. I'm going to read that again. Calvin says, "God does not answer our prayers as we pray them, but as we would pray them if we were wiser." Uh, I think that. So, I've got a quote um, by, by Tim Keller, which I liked as well, and he says, "Your father gives you." what you would have asked for if you knew everything he knows. That's how prayer works. Your Father gives you always what you would have asked for if you knew everything he knows. Our Father in heaven answers our prayers as the way we would have asked if we knew everything he knows. He answers our prayers, not just as we pray them, but as we would pray them if we were wiser and so we go before our heavenly father and we pray we pray desperately knowing that we need him and we pray boldly shamelessly persistently why? because we know because we know he is hearing, He is answering our prayers. And we pray with faith, with confidence, knowing that He is working for our good, always. We trust Him with our prayers, knowing that He will answer our prayers as we will pray them, we will wiser. As we will pray, and as we would have asked if we knew everything that He knows, we know that He is working for our good, working powerfully in our lives. And so that it makes me want to pray more. I want to pray every day, Lord, desperate. I want to be persistent, knowing He's hearing me, and knowing even as I'm praying, He is not just working in my situation, He's also working in my heart. So that I become more and more like Christ. And I'll have more and more the mind of God. So I see him working in my situation in my life. I see him working in my heart. And I draw closer to him. And it is a way of communing with him, right? And growing closer in relationship with him. And as we look at the Lord's prayer, everything flows out of that. We praise God, we say hallowed be your name, why? Because he's our awesome father. And we want to make him ultimate. We want to worship him, we want to glorify him. We say your kingdom come. We say your will be done because we trust that he is working for our best, for our good, whether we understand it or not. We say, give us to stay our daily bread because we can bother our Heavenly Father as only His children can. We can ask for forgiveness because we know that we have already been forgiven as His children because of the work of Christ. We say, lead us not into temptation because we know again that our Heavenly Father is protecting us, loving us, caring for us. So I want to really encourage us today Let us boldly, let us persistently, let us shamelessly go before our Heavenly Father today and every day, knowing that He hears our prayers, that He answers our prayers, that He is working for our good. And we pray these prayers in Jesus' name, knowing that the Holy Spirit is at work in us, and we pray with joy as we commune with our with our God, and we pray with confidence, knowing who it is that we are praying to. Let us pray. Father, we thank